Hey everyone, it's Tom Kradza, and on this episode of the Your Life, Your Term show, I sit down with Rogelio Cacaris and Patrick Findaro to chat about citizenships in other countries, how to get legal status in the U.S. as a Canadian, and something called the E-2 visa, which we've become somewhat familiar with over the last few months. Look, I think the last few years have been interesting for all of us, and it's really propelled Nick and I to further explore how many options we can have to travel around the world and get legal status in different countries. Some of you may know that we have citizenships and um, we have British citizenship, we have Croatian citizenship, and we're just looking for as many options as we could possibly get. That led us down the path of trying to figure out how to get legal status in the US, how to get legal status in some of the Caribbean islands, and it, we, in that process, we stumbled upon Rogelio and Patrick. They're both experts in their fields. Rogelio talks a lot about citizenship by descent. So how you can kind of use your own ancestry to get legal citizenship in different areas. A lot of people don't know these programs exist. And Patrick is an expert at the E2 visa and how you can start a business or his real expertise is how you can buy an existing business in the U.S. to get you legal status in the U.S. as a Canadian using the E-2 visa. So even if you're not considering leaving Canada or you don't want legal status in another country, it's probably good to know that these options are out there and to get to know a little bit of how these things work. So that's what we cover on this particular episode. And they're going to hand out multiple URLs at the end. So pay attention to those because there's a lot of resources to check out. And I'll repeat some of those during the outro of this episode. And if you are listening to this and you're in 2023 and you're trying to figure out if real estate's something that you want to dive into, if you want to pick up your first income property, your fifth income property, whatever it is, and you're trying to make sense of rates and prices and where there's cash flow and where there's not cash flow and student rentals versus duplexes and garden suites and laneway housing, you can check out the next introductory training class that we offer where we go over all of this stuff. Nick and I are there presenting that class. We stick around for the Q&A after we do a live Q&A. So any questions that you have, you can kind of throw our way and we'll tackle them. And you can register for the next time that we're doing that by visiting CanadianRealEstateTraining.com. That's CanadianRealEstateTraining.com. That's it with the intro. Let's get on with the show. Are you ready to live life on your terms? Is it time to take charge? Real estate, business building, the economy, health and nutrition, and more. It's the Your Life, Your Term Show with Tom and Nick Carazza. Are you ready? Let's go. We are on with Rogelio. Rogelio, am I pronouncing it? Why am I doubting myself? Rogelio. Rogelio. Excellent. Perfect. Are you sure? Okay. Well, like you can rule the R's, but, you know. Rogelio. Rogelio. Um, and Patrick. Patrick's much, much, much simpler, Patrick. So, guys, thanks for doing this. I think a lot of, I'm just going to jump in because I know we're, we're going to be a little tight for time. And then there's a lot to cover. A lot of Canadians right now are interested in options. You know, it's, I don't think people are trying to escape Canada. Not yet. Anyway, maybe give it, you know, 10 years. I'm joking. I'm born here. I'm proud Canadian. I don't even know if I, let me take that back. Am I a proud Canadian? That We'll leave that. We'll leave that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm born in Canada. I have a lot to thank to this country because our immigrant parents met here in Canada and uh, Canadians don't understand the options they have. So they don't have the, op they don't understand the options they have to um, get proper legal status in the U S 
And many don't understand the options they have to use. Rogelio, what we were talking about just a second ago, some of their ancestry or some of the, you know, their background and their parent status to get mm-hmm. them kind of status in other parts of the world. Mm-hmm. So I think Patrick, well, maybe we could kind of lead with you. And if you could just introduce yourself, what you do, and then I'll, you know, we'll kind of pepper you, pepper you with some questions on like how this would work for Canadians who want status in the U.S. For sure. Yeah. So back in 2015, uh, my younger brother and I co-founded a company called Visa Franchise, where to date we've advised over 550 families from around the world, including a hundred or so Canadians on investing in the U.S. Uh, and by a means of investment, getting U.S. legal status, being a U.S. legal resident. So we have that business as well as we launched the, the biggest data and media company in the franchising space in the United States, Vetted Biz leveraging our database of businesses and, and franchise opportunities. Um, so we have a ton of data, a ton of experience helping people move to the U.S., investing in the right business. So your business is, is basically, I can move to the U.S. and instead of what, what, yeah. Like, can you give me context? So like, instead of yeah, doing definitely. It, which so way? A lot of Canadians don't know that we have a treaty with Canada. The E2 visa is eligible for nationalities of about 80 different countries, including Canada. So a Canadian can do business here. I could be doing business in Canada and it's an investor visa, the E2 visa, essentially a minimum investment, a hundred thousand us dollars. And you can move here in as little as six months. So whether you're starting up your own business, buying an existing business or our preferred route, buying a a franchise, whether that's an existing franchise or starting up a a franchise from zero, you can be residing here in the United States and you don't have a minimum amount of time that you need to spend here. You have the optionality to spend as much time you like in Florida, Arizona, Texas, wherever in the United States, and as much time as you like up up in Canada. A lot of our Canadian clients go back and forth. So I could buy a... a franchise from you. So you help facilitate that. That would then qual if, as long as I'm spending a minimum of a hundred thousand dollars, I get a yeah, hundred thousand dollars creating a couple American jobs. Those jobs could also be contractors. They don't have to be what we call in the U S W two. That's a tax form for legal employees. They could be contractors, independent contractors. And that would count towards the requirement for the E two visa. And then that gets me as the person doing this, what, 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 what is it? Is that a social security number? I don't even know what to yeah, ask. So you'll have a social security number. You're able to work in that business and then your spouse can work anywhere. So upon entry in the United States, your spouse has authorization to work at any company, start a business, provides a ton of flexibility. So if you are married, one, one person's entrepreneur, business owner, and the other, other one could seek employment or do another business. Yeah. Wow. I don't think a lot, I don't think many of us know about, about that. And so, um, what there's about- thousands of Canadians doing this every year, about 3000 Canadians are getting the E2 visa every year, principally out of the consulate in Toronto. But I imagine if there was more awareness, that number could easily double. Yeah, I, I agree. And then what about if you have kids, I guess it doesn't, does it get it, go to the kids or no? The kids don't. So the qualify. kids are allowed to, to study in the United States and, and they're going to be part of the E2 visa up until 21 years old. And there's all different types of, of strategies to, to get a green card if you do want to get a green card. And at, if your kids are older, 16, 17, 18, we have to figure out a strategy together with the immigration attorney 
to get a green card and, and start that process if, if that's your desire. And it's not just spending three years in the United States, which a lot of our clients want to get that experience. They don't want to move yeah. indefinitely to the United States. They sure. want to spend three years down here and yeah, if they love it, stay. But if not, you know, it's an experience for them and their family. And why, um, why do you like the franchise approach so much? The franchise approach, it's predictable. So the time it start, takes to open up, the time it takes to break even, and the time it takes to make $5,000 of income, $10,000 of income, $15,000 of income for your family is very predictable. So you have a franchise system of, with 500 franchisees. We can verify the information to understand when you should hit those key milestones. Where I've started a few businesses, one hit break even in two months, the other one over two years. If you asked me when I was doing the business plan, would it have been two months and then two plus years for the businesses? I would have said, no way. So the franchise gives you that predictability and the plan to follow so that you and your, your family can focus on executing that plan and adapting and, and dealing with the schools and the other non-business related aspects to the move. And then if I buy a franchise, I guess you're saying you don't have to work in the business. You literally have to be the investor or owner so of like the business. You for hundred to- K there's not enough profit margin for a day-to-day manager, but if you're investing yeah, 250 K, 300 K that starts opening up options where you're basically buying an existing franchise and there can be a manager in place and you can work minimal hours a month, maintain your E2 visa and get some dividends out of the business every month. Okay. So you do have to show the government that you're working some hours. So if I wanted to take that approach and I'm like, Hey, Patrick, I just want to work, you know, as few hours as possible. Show me a franchise. You could say, Hey, there's this franchise. It's going to cost you 250, 300, 350, 400, whatever it's operating. I could work a couple hours, but because of that business is already operating, I don't have to kind of be working there, you know, eight, 10, 12 hours. You just have to have the financial controls in in place together with your manager. You're proving expenses over $3,000, expenses over $5,000, major decisions with the payroll you're approving. So, there's essentially some financial controls and you're meeting the requirement to the E2 visa. Remember, it's not an employment visa. It's an investor mm-hmm. visa. You're directing it and developing your investment. So that they don't, the U.S. government doesn't want you, you know, if you invest in an ice yeah. cream franchise, being the one selling the ice cream, you're, you're more at the high level. You're, you're directing and developing that business. And part of that is dealing with the big, the big picture items. And so then your service you have, and I, I know I have very basic questions here. So thank you sure. for being patient with me, but your website, you'll just have a list of all the different franchises that are available. Like, is that yeah, what you so do? You You're like, Hey, franchise.com. We have a list of the 10 or sorry, the 40 most popular franchises that are eligible for the E2 visa. And they have location count anywhere from 200 to 4,000 plus units. And then on our other company vettedbiz.com, we have a directory of over 700 franchises that are eligible for the E2 visa out of a total franchise count of 7,000. So we share a lot of information for free. And then if people want us to advise them and be with them every step of the way and ensure the process goes smoothly and faster, we're here and they can, they can uh, engage our services to, to make sure it goes as smooth as possible, saving time and potentially a lot of money making the wrong investment decision. And this would be opposed to the other way, I guess, of, of investing a hundred thousand and starting a business from scratch. I think that's why you like this approach because the other way I'm going to invest a hundred thousand, I have to, I guess I have to have a business plan and, and like 
prove that I'm actually starting a business to the U.S. government or something. Again, I apologize yeah, for I mean, how naive going these back questions to when are. My brother and I started Visa franchise. We started it with like twenty thousand dollars. When you and your brother started your business, like how much money ne- did it really negative, cost? Did you negative have to blow 80, through hundred k or yeah, was it less? It, it, it was, it was debt. It was like $5,000 at a time of just yeah. debt. We did get up at $80,000 of debt before we started turning the corner though. So we almost got to the hundred, but I was so all that. That's a more natural anyway. way to go about where if you're starting a business, like you don't want to push yourself to get into that hundred K threshold, especially fast as early customers are giving you feedback and you're developing the product where a franchise, you have to spend that money and it's very clear and it's being spent well, where if we, you know, my brother and I rushed like to get to hundred K, we would have probably blown through and, and spent money on stupid things that we shouldn't have spent money on. And does the business have to be in the state that I want to reside in? Possibly? No, it doesn't have to. I mean, I think the yeah. U S government understands the, the work from home and kind yeah, of the okay. new reality that we're, we're living in. And I've had a client that resides in San Francisco and the business is in Orlando some states and some cities are just more favorable business environments. Looking at Florida, certain parts of Texas, where California is an amazing place to live. I love San Diego, but would it be my first choice to open up a business there? No. Okay. And then with doing that, then I have the status. I know I'm circling back to this. I just want to make sure I'm clear. I have the status to walk into a bank in the US and open a bank account because now I have this E2 visa. I have legal status in the US and I can get like an American bank account. It's going to open it's going to open a lot more options. You can still technically open up a bank account without E2 visa status, without the social security number. But the big banks, it's going to be so complex to get that account open and start start working, having a working relationship with a financial institution where having the E2 visa is going to open up a lot more doors. Okay. And then can you just give like maybe one or two examples of like maybe Canadians or even people from elsewhere in the world that have have done it just to paint that picture? Like what would be a franchise type or just, just to illustrate this a little bit more for. for Yeah, sure. Maple syrup maker or something like that. that Yeah. Maple syrup. Yeah. Yeah. I got some maple syrup. Yeah. I have some maple syrup expertise. I know how to eat it really well. (laughs) So, you know, we're here January, 2023, the most profitable businesses I see for this year and next year are going to be the ones that are most complex and that people don't want to do. So think junk removal, a Canadian franchise, 1-800-GOT-JUNK based out of Vancouver. Investment, Mm -hmm. 250. They're doing 1.3, $1.4 million of sales in the United States Mm -hmm. at a pretty healthy profit margin. That's the type of business that the franchisor is helping in the marketing, sales, mm-hmm. all the legion aspect. And you as the franchisee are executing the business plan. You're hiring, training, firing at times. You're dealing with the clients. The franchisor handles the sales, legion, uh, best practices for the operations, sourcing mm-hmm. the trucks, sourcing other, other supplies, vendors, et cetera, where your job is to execute and remove junk. So that's not the most attractive industry to be in, but we're talking, you know, quarter million dollar investment where people regularly hit 1.4, 1.5, $1.6 million in sales with a pretty healthy profit margin, Canadian owned, um, similar, obviously you have the, the cultural, um, similarities. Yeah. That's, doesn't, that's not a super complex business either. I mean, it's, yeah. No. Leads but are it's coming not that in, attractive. Get- so a lot of people don't want to be going into that business. Um, mm. looking at more complex businesses like home healthcare, you invest 150 K four or five years later, you could have 
60, 80 caregivers and you have a, a $2 million revenue business and you're running at a profit margin at 18%. So you're, mm -hmm. you can be, you know, off 150 K investment making 300 K 400 K a year, and then transition that into a green card. Um, given how you've grown that business and the impact that you're having in, in the U S so home care, healthcare, more complex. People don't want to go into it as much, a lot of money to be made. What do you think, Tom? Do you think folks uh, in the audience would be most interested in getting uh, legal status in the U.S. or permanent residency, meaning the ability to live uh, without having to run a business in order to sustain their legal status? What do you think is more? I, I think it's a mix for sure. Like some people are looking to put down some roots and start a business and kind of generate some cash flow in the U.S. And then some other people would be looking at more resident status for sure. I think, I think right now, just talking to Canadians that we deal with, people just want options yeah. and they're not familiar with the options or many, I shouldn't say that. I'm sure someone listening to this is, but many people we speak with are not familiar with, you know, the E2Vs and what you're kind of going through. It's almost like rocket science. So, um, so I think it's just a mix. It's a, it's a real mix. I think some people are looking to get it into the sunshine states for sure. Florida, Rogelio, for sure. Patrick, I'm sure you probably see, like I would, I, I'm I curious. I have so many Canadian uh, neighbors now here in Miami beach. Really? We're like three oh, years back. Yeah. That's was, where you are in Miami beach. It wasn't beach. like that yeah. at all. Yeah. You're isn't being invaded Canada by the, the Canadian. Isn't Canada one of the top uh, countries for E2 visas? Or, or is that? Not yeah. Smart? Behind Japan and Germany. It, it's the, the third most popular country. And again, there's 3000 or so every year, but I think if people knew about it, it would be closer to Japan, which regularly crosses 10,000 E2 vision no way. issued every year. Wow. Wow. Okay. I was sitting on a beach in uh, Croatia on the Adriatic sea this uh, past summer. And a German guy here is my brother and I speaking English. He can speak English as well. He starts talking, he runs a similar business to what we do in Toronto, but in Germany. And he was talking about getting uh, an E2 visa in Florida. And they were going to look at properties. I think they were going to West Palm or Fort Lauderdale. I forget exactly which area. It might have been Fort Lauderdale to look at properties. It was a German guy. For the E2 so, yeah. visa too, you mentioned the properties. We've had, I don't know, 60, 70 clients that have gotten an E2 visa from a property management business. Where for vacation rentals, you need to have like 10 doors to really justify the employees, the contractors, a part-time general manager for the business. And then we, I have a client that has 475 doors, long-term residential in LA County. And he's built that book of business over the last five or six years. Wow, so property management um, it is definitely an option. It's going to be harder to really grow that, that revenue base, that recurring revenue compared to home care or the junk removal business, as I mentioned. But there's a lot of different business opportunities that can transpire as you create tentacles into that local community and understand like the, the local real estate market sure. and all the players. And there's opportunities going to brokerage as well as other spaces. I don't know if you're going to want to answer this question or not. So I'll give you a pass if you don't, but can you just run the business into the ground and still keep the E2 visa? Can Great you just question. say like, Hey, listen, you, you I'm, I, I'm. So yeah. if the business fails, it's your duty to tell USAS that the business failed and you have to transition to another visa category or reapply under another business. There are okay, strategies setting up a holding company that if that business fails, that you can then you know, invest in another business without going through the whole application process again. Uh, yeah. But 
it's our job at Visa Franchise to make sure that everything's stacked in your favor so that you're set up for success. Um, and if you're a wealthy individual, it might be better to give the reins to a day-to-day manager. Um, and how I see wealthy, if you're making over 300K Canadian a year, or your net worth's over $2 million Canadian, then you have to be more cautious with your time and, and the revenue and income sources you're getting from Canada and not shutting those off. Where if it's less and say you're making 100K, maybe you want to grind it out in the United States and really get this business going and, and, and have it as your primary source of income. Uh, Patrick, what are the, what are some of the key mistakes that you see people make over and over again doing this? Like, what do you see people do after they speak with you? And you're like, I just can't believe after talking to me that they went and did that. (laughs) Not valuing their time appropriately. And it goes down to like, I have a wealthy client saying net worth 5 million, making half a million a year. And he's working in a retail business, spending 20 hours a week of his time. And that retail Mm -hmm. business does not make much money. And his overseas business is the one that pays all the bills and is really Got supporting it. the okay. family. So he and he's not project. allocating his time appropriately. And the U.S. business is, is, isn't doing so well. It'd be better just to have a full-time day-to-day manager in place or give up you know, 10%, 20% equity to get someone that's really going to drive the business so he can focus on that revenue and that income stream that he's built up in his uh, overseas business. I'm curious, just because you brought up 1-800-GOT-JUNK, that franchise has a big name here in Canada. Is there, is, are they, they weren't operating in the States or they are, they're are they operating, are operating in the States. They have 130 territories. I'm actually going to have the, the founder and, and CEO on our podcast, Franchise Findings, where we'll, I'll interview him on uh, every, everything awesome. that his background and the few different brands he has also in the painting space and outdoor, mm-hmm. out, uh, out, outdoor cleaning for, for homes. Um, but they're very strong in the U S they're bigger in the U S than in Canada. Actually, uh, there's not much territory available for the 1-800 got junk, but there are select markets in the United States where there's still territory. You got it. Got it. Okay. Patrick, what am I not asking you that I shouldn't be asking you? Uh, I think processing times are important. So after you do that, so basically like you do the hundred K investment, 150K investment, or say, you know, it's 250K because you want to work less time in, in the business and go back and forth between Canada and the States. Um, after that, working with your immigration attorney, and if you don't already have an immigration attorney, we have a great roster of immigra- immigration attorneys at 100% approval rate uh, for Canadians getting the E2 visa. Prepare the petition that takes about a month. Apply for the consulate interview. That's taking six, seven months. But what our Canadian clients do is they check daily. And they're usually able to get an interview earlier. So usually after a month, two months, they're able to get an interview to get the E2 visa. So we're talking about a total process from the time the client engaged our services of less than six months to move to the United States if they want. They don't have the obligation to physically shock up and, and move, but they have the right and they'll have the visa to come and go as they please. And that investor visa for them, as well as the spouse, who can work if, if he or she wants. And mm-hmm. then the kids under, under 21 years old. And then if, um, can you stay in Canada and operate the business and still meet the E2 visa requirements? You know how you were saying approve payroll and do hiring and stuff like yeah. that. Could I do that remotely or no, yeah, there has to be remotely. some physical presence. Yeah, yeah. Okay. For sure. The key is really understanding what you're looking to get out of the business and what the priorities are. And if it's primarily uh, visa status or it's primary income for, for your family, 
where it's primarily purpose and passion and you always wanted to have a coffee shop or always wanted a healthy food uh, mm-hmm. business, that's fine. But we need to know that upfront and that there will be sacrifices. And if you open up a acai bowl franchise, you're not making as much money as a junk removal franchise. Yeah, Probably nowhere yeah. close. So yeah. as long as you're okay with that, we're okay with that, but we're going to tell you how it is. And um, you just have to be open to that and accept Very it. Very cool. Yeah. This is a cool business that you've started. How long have you been doing this? Uh, we started in 2015. So wrapping yeah, up, to... uh, yeah, seven, seven, a little over seven years. And, and, and sorry, I'm just curious now, how did you stumble into this niche? Yeah, definitely. So um, I worked at JP Morgan and then I worked at an information services firm where Rogelio hired me, Frontier Strategy Group. Oh, that's he right. I forgot to... that. That was the connection. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And then he left to co-found a private equity fund that would lend money to franchises and then went into the real estate space. And um, he brought me in as, I guess, the, the, fir- the first, the first hire besides right. the two partners. That's right. Um, and very much focused on another visa category that gave permanent residence. And my brother was working at the parent company of Tim Hortons and Burger King at the time, Restaurant Brands yeah. International. And we thought that the E2 visa could be a nice vehicle through franchising uh, for those moving to the US that didn't have as much um, a- as much to invest. At that time, it was 500K to get a green card through the EB5, where E2, 100K investment and much faster. Wow. And when did E2 start? E2 for the United Kingdom has been around since I think 1830 or something. Okay. That's and then with Canada, it's been around, I don't know. I guess at Long least time. 60, 70 years. Are you, wow. You mean 1930 or 1830? 18. It was whenever there was a treaty signed between the UK and US, wow. um, I think after our last war. Okay. And that treaty of commerce and navigation basically opened up the flow where Americans can be entrepreneurs in the UK or UK entrepreneurs can, can move to the US and, and conduct business. Cool. And okay. Freely, awesome. Essentially. Some Patrick, appreciate all this. So are you going to say, I'm going to ask for Helios. Are you sticking around for a little bit on this or are we, I want to honor your time. I'm going to ask for Helios some questions now. Sure. I can, I can hang on. Okay. But just, but, and before we transition, can you just repeat your URLs again? I'm sure someone's going to want yeah, to definitely. check so you out. Visafranchise.com. Okay. And if you want to WhatsApp us, uh, you can send us a WhatsApp us country code one three Oh five. Four five seven six nine six four. Um, so happy to, cool. to arrange a, a U.S. business consultation and review your case. So that's Visa Franchise, like the credit card Visa yep. Franchise, like a franchise business.com, as well as vettedbiz.com is our directory of 7,000 businesses, of which about 700 are eligible for the E2 Visa. And that's V E T T E D B I Z.com, vettedbiz.com. Awesome. I have to say that in the industry on the E2 visa front, there's visa franchise and then there's a big drop off for everybody else that really recognize universally, at least in the immigration attorney community as a top notch, well-run uh, operation. So awesome. Yeah. Patrick, congrats to you and your brother for everything you've accomplished so far, man. That's great. Appreciate Way it. Way to Tom. go. Yeah. Um, okay, Rogelio, if I switch over to you now, so if someone in Canada has like, you know, their, their children of Polish parents, you know, uh, Italian parents, Portuguese parents, whatever it may be, they can, 
you you've done a good job in helping people use that ancestry to leverage into status outside of Canada, correct? Yes. So always good to see you again, uh, Tom. Yeah, you too. I run a firm called Global RCG, which is short for Global Residency and Citizenship Group. We're a U.S. licensed advisory firm that helps individuals and families identify which citizenship and residency programs they might be interested in. And we facilitate the entire paperwork and decision-making process in order to let them obtain that. Uh, many people think of the E-2 visa, for example, for the U.S., uh, but there's a wide range of options, not just for the U.S., but all around the world. So if you as a Canadian are interested in learning, well, I'm nervous about the situation in Canada or I'm cold. It's January. Yeah. That, that's the primary one. That's the primary yeah. one. We're cold. Where can I spend four or five months out of the year in Europe or the Caribbean or, or Latin America and do so legally without having to come back in and out? In and out? And what we found when we launched the business in early 2021 was there wasn't a place you could go to, to learn and assess what you might qualify for. And the good news is that there is now with us, that's what we do. We help connect individuals to what we call mobility assets. So not digital assets, but mobility assets. They could be citizenship through investment, citizenship through ancestry, permanent residency through investment, or through your educational background or as a retirement vehicle. If you have enough retirement income, call it 5,000 Canadian a month, many countries around the world will more than happily have you live there tax-free for up to a year. And then- Can you give us an example? Can you give us an example of that? Are, are you interested? Maybe uh, I think I'm- we Yeah, no, I, I, uh, yeah, why not? Sure, yeah. <laughs> Listen, in, in Costa Rica, uh, they have, which I think a lot of Canadians are, are familiar with, no? Uh, yes, for sure, for sure. There is uh, several options to consider. One through investment, buy a property, 150,000 US dollars, and you have immediate permanent residency. The ability to go there as long as you like uh, and for, for the rest of your life. Maybe you wanna retire, so you have a pensionista visa, and that's based on your profile, no criminal record, and a modicum of passive income we're not talking, you know, 30,000, 40,000 a month. We're talking very reasonable rates. And they'll welcome you within six months without any investment. They're called rentier visas. That they're similar to that. There are in Italy, Spain, and Portugal, and Switzerland, uh, and, and you know, Dominican Republic. So to figure out, well, first let's figure out which country I want to have a second uh, you know, presence in. And then what are the routes that are best suited for me uh, in order to get there? Maybe I can't afford to live outside of Toronto for more than six months out of the year. Well, that will limit the types of mobility issues. Maybe my, not my parent, not my grandparent. You know, my great grandfather was born in Slovakia or my grandmother was born in Poland or my great grandmother was born in Croatia. All those countries, Mm -hmm. Hungary, uh, Ireland, Italy, um, Serbia, Lithuania, they all have very expensive ancestry-based citizenship programs uh, where you get an EU passport strictly because you're lucky enough to have a forefather or a foremother that was born in that country. And so what we've done is aggregate that information, tie it to local legal expertise on the ground, and for a much reduced price, 
we can enable you to obtain a passport in one of eight countries, many of which are very popular in Toronto, Poland, Croatia. Mm-hmm. Are you, are you Italian passport or are you good over there? Making sure I'm good. That- yeah. Yeah, no, no, I'm covered there. Yeah, our mother's Scottish, so I actually have UK uh, and Croatian citizenships. Yeah. Wow, so Canada passed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, 2000, I think it was 2008, great financial crisis did it for me. I'm like, what am I doing? I don't know yeah. what's going down in North America. I got to get some options going here. <laughs> yeah, so I swore to the queen at some point and I got my UK uh, citizenship and then we got the Croatian one as well, yeah. Well, so you, you held, wow. so then you, because be, the Croatian one, I, I got to admit, was a rather complicated process for us. And if I didn't have cousins and family in Croatia, I think that would have been, it would have been difficult. And people get it done. I don't want to say people get it done all, all the time for sure. But where you step in is you just, you'll just say, hey, we'll walk you through the process. Like we have the, con- like if someone has an Italian, we, there's so many Italians in, in, in the Toronto area. I got area. the Italian passport, for yeah. example. Yeah, did you? Okay. Great grandparents. <laughs> oh, did you? Okay. And so you know how it can be when you're trying to deal with the Italian bureaucracy. And I mean, no disrespect by that, but I mean, you don't know where, where to turn. Like sometimes the information on the websites and stuff. So that's what Rogelio, you will help. If someone wants to not navigate the waters themselves, they can come to you and you will have the contacts to help them get that? Well, that's the original thought was, let's just connect the individual to a local expert or attorney on the ground, a marketplace type of approach. But we felt that, you know what? In some of these countries, how are we going to pick out of Miami who the best local contact is? What if they end up retiring? They're mom and pop operations. What if they, you know, they go on and do something else? Why should it be a mystery what the rules are regarding citizenship? It doesn't have it. It's in the law. It's not a mystery. It's made a mystery artificially, I think. By it does. It does feel like it's a mystery for a lot of them. Yes. Right. And yeah. it's, it doesn't have to be because it's once you dig in and you use a common template to identify what the requirements are uh, and how to go about meeting them, then you can create what we have, right? It's a a website, free to join, citizenshipbydescent.io. Okay. Okay. Uh, You join for free and you get a free eligibility survey, which in eight minutes will identify if you're eligible for one of eight different countries so far. That's Poland, Italy, Ireland, Croatia, Slovakia, Czechia, um, Spain, Hmm. Portugal, eight uh, uh, countries and once you know first first do i qualify or not and what we've been surprised to see is how many people qualify that they didn't know they did because they had a grandparent or a great-grandparent that qualifies it's not just the parents uh in most cases most countries if your father was born in that country you have a pretty good shot or mother uh becoming a citizen where it gets much more interesting is when you have a, a further and two or three generations from there. We do that, then you subscribe and you pay a fee that ranges from 2000 US dollars to 6000 US dollars. And with that, we take care of everything the identification of the documents, the notarization, the postling of those documents, the translations that are required, not just in Canada, but in the home country. Mm-hmm. So you might identify at Ancestry.com that your great-grandmother was born in, in Croatia. Well, how do I go about, without a, a cousin or an uncle, how do I go about finding those documents, right? That's a- totally. 
no one to walk into an old city hall somewhere and pick right. up old documents. That's yeah. what we've solved. That we've we have genealogists that truly add value in each country that identify those documents. But what you do is you have a fixed fee. It's very reasonable if you consider a lifetime of opportunity in Europe for less than five thousand dollars. I mean that's that's a that's a very good deal in my opinion for yourself, your kids up to the age of eighteen. Not your spouse, but uh, in one country, I believe, that we've seen uh, awards uh, citizenship to the spouse. I think it's actually Croatia. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll circle back on that to, to make sure. But we do that. And we shepherd the whole process of the consular interview through the citizenship application and up and through the passport. So it's not just the citizenship, but that last mile, which is administrative, Get yeah, there. but it's a pain if you don't know where to go. You know, you got the citizenship yeah, now. What? So yeah, much yeah. opportunity to uh, make that easy to find. So, for example, if I'm responsible for submitting an application for citizenship for Italy, uh, and my was it for you, Patrick? Was it your grandmother or your great grandmother? It was um, great grandfather, paternal side. Paternal great grandfather. Wow. So there was a whole line of people between uh, your great-grandfather and yourself, including your father, right, that were born in different parts of the U.S., I would imagine, different states, right? And they got married in different states, and they probably, you know, passed away in different states. Where do I go to find the birth certificate uh, that's certified, meaning that will be accepted by Italy in Ohio or New Jersey or Virginia? Got it, yeah, because you need the whole chain of documents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never thought of that. Nobody to... To do that, we take that off your plate, automated that uh, so that you don't have to. And we deliver it to you. So all you have to do is print it. We go to the embassy or consulate. We recommend flying to the country and applying from there. It's faster, higher approval rates. We offer heritage tours in these countries uh, to make it even more interesting. And then you're done. And it's just waiting. And it's not Patrick uh, Fendaro E2 style speed. Right, uh, you know, uh, less than six months. It's about twelve to twenty-four months, but for a lifetime of citizenship rights in Europe, and for under six thousand U.S. dollars, we we really are excited about the opportunity to help a lot of Americans uh, and a lot of Canadians. Huh, that's really cool. So, and and uh, what is the is, is it Americans then that didn't know? Like, I'm just trying to think who your, tar- your your primary target customer or client has been so far. Is it just been that person who wants options? And, and you, you you brought up Europe. You, you start with Costa Rica, but you brought up Europe. That's a big market for you? Well, it's the uh, U.S. Uh, conservatively, if we take out Germany, Ireland, and Italy, uh, we've done the math. There's 10 million Americans out of 335 that qualify for these other citizenships. And they each now need to find that attorney in Serbia or in mm-hmm. Czechia. Try to figure yeah, out true, what I'm reading, it's unclear. Do I wire my money, my papers? What, what, what happens if they disappear? That happens a lot. What happens if they don't respond? That happened to us for Croatia. That happened to our, our sat. I feel like it sat for a year. We actually have to get my cousin to drive to the capital and literally do a bit of detective work to find, I don't know if it was equivalent of a judge here in Canada to find somebody to like say, Hey, like, can you like complete this process? Cause just for a year, it was in a stalemate. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, we're in North America, Canada, the U S we want efficiency, transparency. We want to know where things are. 
We want skin in the game by the, the person that's helping us. So we have a refund policy. If you don't get approved, full full money back. So we're in it together. Uh, it, will, it will take time, but you'll have you'll spend no time doing things that you don't want to do, which is finding the documents in your country and in, in Europe, uh, putting it all together and understanding what, what what's what. And these membership networks that we build, one's called the Slovak Citizenship Council, for example, right? Uh, the Polish Citizenship Council. It's just a membership network of our clients that have all contributed their fee to fund the effort to identify the documents, get it all together. You can communicate with one another through the portal. So you learn about what others are doing in that regard. Uh, We're at the early stages of this, but I'm very excited about the ancestry-based part of our business. That's where I spent most of my time uh, last year. Very cool. And then do you help Canadians get um, residency status in the U.S. if they had an American, I guess, like if let's say an American grandfather or or something, but they're up here, I guess, are you doing that as well? Well, the U.S. is is one of those countries, and I think most countries are like this, uh, that are first gen only, meaning only if you're father or mother got it we're in there do you have any shot at citizenship okay that's how the u.s is i wasn't aware huh okay but but on the on the on the access to the united states the e2 visa you know clearly is uh, i think uh, that seems uh, like a straightforward one for sure okay what we're doing uh, on the flip side is helping as a company i should say helping americans enter canada canada well, and why Americans want, uh, why are Americans entering Canada? Just well, fa- family I'm, reasons. Uh, well, listen, there's there's a lot of angst in the U.S. around the situation. The country's a lot of angst and everywhere. Sure. Okay. So it's the general kind of global angst that everybody seems to have right. everywhere, and the right. grass is greener. So come to Canada. If I want a Plan B, what's the, my best option instead of, in our opinion, uh, somewhere in Europe could be yeah. Vancouver. Listen, how do I, as an entrepreneur in my 40s, I don't qualify on the point system that Canada has, too old for that perhaps, Yeah, uh, have something that's low risk, low effort. And you guys have the, I think, uh, the best mobility asset program out there, bar none, in my opinion. We have the best of something? Go on, go on. Let me hear that. What, sorry, what is it? So it's a mobility <laughs> asset that you that Americans can apply for, and it's like a reverse to it's called the SUV program, the Startup Visa program. Okay. Pilot program launched in uh, 2015. It's now permanent. Uh, it's been so successful that the local government has sixtupled the quota for that particular program. It's growing like this, and it provides immediate huh. permanent residency to anyone that is accepted into one of three different routes as an innovative business person. Either you're accepted into an incubator, and there's about 40 or so designated incubators in Canada that uh, sift through these applications. You receive angel in, an angel investment of at least 75,000 Canadian, or you receive a 200,000 Canadian investment from a approved venture capital firm in Canada. Those are the three routes. Most people go on the innovative route. That's what we focus on. Got it. Uh, but through no limit on your investment, if you're accepted into an incubator and we get that famous letter of support, you're able to start a business on almost any category. Wow. Uh, not spend any required amount of money and get 
immediate permanent residency, a path to citizenship for you and your kids up to the age of 22. You can find up to four co-founders to start a larger business. And here's the, the beauty of it, as opposed to the E2 visa or the EB5 visa, yeah. any other type of visa, there are no performance requirements. So it is yours as a permanent resident upon approval. And if the business goes south- We can run it into the ground? We can, can run, run it into, into the, the ground. ground. Okay. okay. So we, yeah, that's not the, the <laughs> outcome, but you're not under that pressure of having to sustain something that you might not be passionate in or you know the business cycle is, isn't in your favor. You have the PR for life. Got it. And, and I'm just curious, you're seeing Americans do this and is it, is it Vancouver? Vancouver is a beautiful spot. So is that like a real destination spot for people? Well, if Columbia? you think of uh, an American that's on the coasts, uh, the West Coast yeah. or the East Coast, and they want a plan B, but maybe, you know, they're not, they don't like the Caribbean, uh, you know, vibe sure. or yep. they want to fly to Europe. Uh, there's a lot of those folks that maybe can't do that. Well, those are much closer, English speaking, Canada's on the yeah, top. And as much as I joke about Canada, relatively speaking, globally, Canada is a wonderful right. place. So like, yeah, I'm, I joke about it and give Canada a hard time, especially lately. But yeah, uh, but yeah I could see the appeal for sure. I mean, it's yeah. like almost safe education happy. system. Yeah. yeah. Happiest yeah. people, friendliest people. Really? Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. I feel like, okay. Present company included, of course. Whoa. All right. <laughs> yeah, cool. I think I'd be I'd be smiling even more if I saw look look at this look at this pale skin over here. If I saw the sun a little bit more, I'd be even happier than really. I'd be even happier. Were you in Portugal recently for uh, I was. Yeah, I can't. It's been a good year. I, I have to admit. I have been living a good life. You're right. I can't I'm I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I'm having fun with it. Um but okay. Thank I, I want to honor your I know you're gonna we have to wrap up in a few minutes. Rahila, what am I not asking that I should be asking? Like what is someone, when someone comes to you, what's the mistake that they make where you're like, I can't believe they went and did it. Is it that they tried to do it by themselves and you're just like, Hey, for our fee, this is like a no brainer. Is that some, something that. Effectively simple and, and complex at the same time. How, what do I mean? You go on a website, you see, well, I need a birth certificate. I need this, this, and this. And I need to make sure that my uh, ancestor, we call the anchor ancestor, the last person to have been born in the country. of Okay. I know all that. Why do I need to hire a firm? I can put it together myself. And that's not, not a, an unreasonable uh, you know, opinion to have. But there's a lot of road uh, roadblocks that you're probably going to face that are going to outweigh the benefit of saving what's, a, in my opinion, a very reasonable fee in exchange for trying to, to get it all the way there. And if your time is valuable, which it is, and you want to do other things, uh, there's better places to spend your time. Sure. So yeah. 20, 22, 22% of our clients started off as thank you for the information. I'll, I'll do it myself. And they, they circle back. They, they realize, you know, uh, it's, it's not worth it for me to kind of continue. And they, they come back into the fold. Oh, interesting. Okay. And so the best website for you then is globalrcg.com or citizenship, citizenship by descent.io. Both are fine. Uh, okay. Citizenshipbydescent.io has just launched here in January. Uh, and so it is now available for you to, uh, to look at and, and take a free eligibility survey. You'll be surprised if you, you find out that you're eligible for more than one of these passports. We've had that happen a lot. And you, know, you can take it from there. Okay. Uh, awesome, guys. I think we just might have lost Patrick. Right. 
Um, he disappeared. But uh, I just, Rogelio, I want to pr- thank you for all this information. And what we'll do is I'm just going to keep track of the feedback we get from this. And perhaps we'll bring you back in a few months just to kind of get sure. some updates to answer, to kind of like answer. So anyone listening to this, if you have some questions that you want for the next time these guys are on, send yeah. them over our way. You'll find a way to send it over to us and, and we'll kind of collect those. Okay. So Rogelio, thank you for doing this. I really appreciate you taking the time. We lost Patrick there for a minute, but I think he's coming back in. Um, so I just really want to thank you for doing this because for me, this is a lot of new information. And I know when we went through it ourselves, Hey Patrick, we, uh, it was, it was challenging for myself. The UK one wasn't too bad to be fair. Um, but the Croatia one was, you know, was a little bit confusing. I don't know, you know, so, so the fact that you guys are putting this information together, I think a lot of people are going to find value. So appreciate you taking the time and sharing all this information with us. Really, awesome. thank you. Thank and you. Patrick, same to you. I know we lost you there for a second, but uh, thank you for sharing this information. I was mentioning while you were off, if anyone's listening to this and has questions, we can bring these guys back if you guys are willing. And then I can kind of stream through some of the sure. questions that people would have to kind of answer your questions. But I know you're both offering to uh, for, for people to reach out to you directly as well. So appreciate your time guys and thank you for all this information thanks thanks tom hey everyone hopefully you enjoyed that episode with rogelio and patrick you can find rogelio's website at citizenshipbydescent.io that's citizenshipbydescent.io and you can find patrick at visafranchise.com. That's visafranchise.com. We'll have these URLs and the other ones they mentioned linked in the show notes of this particular episode that are always available at rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash podcast. And if you're listening to this and 2023 is your year to enter the real estate investing game or to expand your already existing real estate investment portfolio, you can learn more about how we are working with investors here at Rockstar by coming out to the next introductory real estate training class that we do. That's Nick and I are at that class. We stick around afterwards to handle all the Q&A and talk about all the different strategies that we're seeing right now in real time. And you can register for that and find more details about the next class by visiting canadianrealestatetraining.com that's canadianrealestatetraining.com that is it for this episode until next time your life your terms